0: This, the Chad and Cheese podcast brought to you in partnership with TA Tech. TA Tech, the Association for Talent Acquisition Solutions. Visit tatech.org. Okay, Joel, quick question. Yep. What happens
1: when your phone vibrates or your texting alert goes off? (laughs) Dude, I pretty much check it immediately. And I bet everyone listening is reaching to check their phones right now. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I call it our Pavlovian dog reflex to text messaging. Yeah, that's probably why text messaging has a frickin' 97% open rate. What? Crazy high candidate response rate within the first hour alone. Which
0: are all great reasons why the Chad and Cheese podcast love text to hire from Next. Love it. Yep, that's right.
1: Next with the double X not the triple X. Boom, chicka, bow, wow. So if you're in talent acquisition, (laughs) you want true engagement and great ROI. That stands for return on investment, folks. And because this is the Chad and Cheese podcast, you can try your first text-to-hire campaign for just 25% off.
0: Boom. So how do you get this discount? You're asking yourself right now. Tell them, Chad. It's very simple. You go to chadcheese.com. And you click on the next logo in the sponsor area. Easy. No long URL to remember. Yeah. Just go where you know. ChadCheese.com and next with two X's.
1: Royal Boy kids, do we have a, a treat for you. Uh, Chad, this is when you do the monkey sound. Ready? Go. I, I'm not good at monkey sounds at Okay, no Okay, monkey sounds. We'll, we'll do that in editing. Guys, we have a really cool show for you uh, this month, uh, Survey Monkey, a name some of you will know, some of you will not. We have the chief people officer from Survey Monkey, Becky Cantieri. Becky, welcome to the show.
2: Hi. Hi, guys. Thanks so much for having me.
1: You bet. Becky's a little nervous. I don't know if she's ever heard the show before. She's <laughs> she might be, uh, yeah, she, she a- might be shell-shocked after this. But um, SurveyMonkey uh, Survey has a cool new product uh, for, for HR folks and employment brand people. Um, but we understand that uh, you know recruiters, vendors, HR folks listening to our show may not know who SurveyMonkey is. Becky, give us the elevator pitch on you, uh, what you do, and who you do it for.
2: Sure. So I am Becky Cantieri. I'm the Chief People Officer uh, at SurveyMonkey, and I'm thrilled to be the Chief People Officer at SurveyMonkey. I like to think that I'm responsible for the candidate And the employee experience. Um, Everything we do at SurveyMonkey is in service of two really important constituents. One is building a really strong business. And the second is the employees in which we serve.
0: Excellent. Excellent. Well, so Becky, that's the SurveyMonkey stuff. We're going to spend a lot of time talking about SurveyMonkey, I promise. Right now, I would like to kind of dig deep into your dark past at Yahoo (laughs) <laughs> no seriously you were you were at Yahoo for um, what, 11? I mean, for for a good amount of time. Um, and there was a lot oh, going on back yeah. then. I mean, from 2000 through 2011, a lot going on then. Um, give us a little background about what you did at Yahoo and give us a little flavor of uh, Becky.
2: Sure. Um, so, yes, indeed. I spent almost 12 years at Yahoo and it was absolutely a life-changing career experience. Um, believe it or not, I started my career there in the recruitment function, recruiting I was the only product management recruiter at the time. Um, I spent a few years doing that and then quickly assumed responsibility for all kind of systems, programs, and infrastructure across recruiting. Wow. Um, From there, I spent about four or five years doing mergers and acquisitions. So the HR seat at the table working um, with our leadership team and our corporate development team to evaluate um, and ultimately acquire, um, or invest in almost 35 companies. So you can wow. imagine, um, at that clip, yeah. if you sign and close 35 deals, you're doing diligence on a lot of deals. So that was a really, really great experience. Um, and then I moved into more of a traditional HR business partner role, mm-hmm. supporting a number of different organizations, um, across Yahoo, from technology teams to marketing organizations, and did a few uh, chief of staff stints in between. Uh, it was ultimately that um, that uh, business partner experience that and M and A experience that introduced me to Dave Goldberg, who was the CEO of um, SurveyMonkey at the time, and that is what kind of. Uh, eight of the transitioned, uh, moving from Yahoo over to SurveyMonkey.
1: Nice. Okay, but before before we transition, I'm going to have to interrupt. So you were around yeah. w- when they were when HotJobs was there, right at Yahoo? Uh,
2: yes, HotJobs okay. had been acquired.
1: Uh, so did you work yeah. with uh, Dan Finnegan currently at, at JobVite?
2: Yes, he was the he was the CEO of um, at the time.
1: So, were you around during the Yahoo uh, Hot Jobs Dice acquisition? And if so, do you have any little anecdotes that you'd like to share?
2: I I don't have any great anecdotes um, to share, I'm afraid.
1: (laughs) 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 Just kidding. So, uh, Marissa Meyer, were you in for any of that stuff?
2: No, actually, she joined um, shortly after I left. I left during the Carol Bartz era.
1: Oh, nice. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay, let's move on to uh, to SurveyMonkey. A lot of our listeners don't know SurveyMonkey. Uh, we'll get to that. But I, I've been using SurveyMonkey, little known secret, uh, since about 2004 or so. Um, it was a tool a long time ago for marketers. The story is pretty interesting, and I've only heard sort of tidbits and folklore about it. Help me set the record straight about the history of the company.
2: Sure. So I'm, I'm glad to hear that you're a SurveyMonkey user. That's great. Um, and where it all started. So Ryan Finley is our founder. Um, and about 19 years ago, he uh, was actually doing an internship Project where he was tasked with um, doing some market research. He looked for a tool to use and wasn't able to find anything that met his needs. Um, so he started to build um, the what you currently know today as SurveyMonkey. Um, and he built it for his own use and then made it available to other users. Um, he shortly thereafter kind of hired his brother as the biggest as the Business began to pick up, and they uh, uprooted, uprooted the business from Madison, Wisconsin, to Portland, Oregon, um, and then the kind of viral nature of the product really took off. Um, at its very core, you know, SurveyMonkey is um, a survey platform that has this great viral component. You create a survey, you deploy a survey, um, people, you gather responses from your survey respondents, and then on the heels of that, they're able to um, create. And deploy their own survey as well. So that's really the kind of humble beginnings that it came from. Um, in 2019, um, Ryan raised his hand and said, You know, there's a lot of. I'm sorry, 2009. This is a <laughs> podcast, yeah, no, I'm sorry, two thousand <laughs> 2009, Ryan raised his hand and said, you know, there's a lot of opportunity in front of SurveyMonkey and I'm uh, just not the right person to take it to the next level. Um, so, he partnered up with Bain and Spectrum and that's when Dave Goldberg joined um, to be the CEO of SurveyMonkey and they really set out on a mission at that point to grow the company and they, we've scaled from 14 employees at that time frame um, to now we're up over uh, 800 employees. We were uh, U.S. language only, really, accepting only U.S. currencies. Now the product is in, um, you know, 20 plus languages operating in about that many countries around the world. Um, and we've really kind of evolved and grown the portfolio of products and surf- uh, services that we offer.
1: So have you worked with David Goldberg?
2: I did indeed. Yeah.
1: That's a sad story. We don't have to get into it. If, if people want to know, they can Google it. But passed away yeah. a few years ago, I know. Um, he has a famous wife. Yes. um whose works at facebook but um okay interesting great and the, the company started in what year what's the timeline
2: it started 19 years ago so you know <laughs> okay. 1999.
1: Math, i knew it's been a while. yeah
2: long. yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh it doesn't
0: it doesn't take much Becky. uh so as we talk about this this powerful platform, and we're going to talk, we're going to be talking yeah. about engage. But what was the genesis? Why build engage in the first place? was there a need you saw internally to have a HR employee satisfaction type of engagement uh, platform for SurveyMonkey, or is this something that? Your clients were coming to you and saying, look, you do great in many other areas. Can you help us out here?
2: Yeah. So first, kind of let's ground our, to ground ourselves in what kind of the modern day SurveyMonkey monkey is. We like to think we're the world's largest and um, leading people powered data platform. We've collected over time something along the lines of 47 47 billion survey responses. So we have this long history and rich data of understanding what our our users are using the product for, and HR um, has always been one of the primary use cases um, and engagement within there. again, as as another use case where our users are really using us. So it was a combination of, yes, employee engagement is important to us at SurveyMonkey, but it's also been really, really clear that it's important to our users as well. And we wanted to build a more uh, purpose-based solution that had some of the secret magic sauce of SurveyMonkey, which is our methodology um, in there to help our users um, do this better and more effectively in their organization organizations and, you know, as such SurveyMonkey Engage was born.
0: Okay. So I heard a lot of aggregate data possibly. Do you guys have access to all of that data to be able to crunch it and uh, really get some, uh, I guess you could say, uh, opportunities to actually look at the market in a much different way than than most of us get to?
2: Yeah, we really have the ability to understand how our users are using our product and what use cases and things that are really important to us. And we use that rich data to make our product even better. Uh, for example, we have um, something called SurveyMonkey Genius, which is part of the core SurveyMonkey uh, platform. And SurveyMonkey Genius helps our users Write better surveys, and again, it's all it's all intelligence based on um, the the millions and millions of surveys that our users have deployed on our platform, and the intent is really to help. Um, all of our users, you know, power their curiosity mm-hmm. and put them in a, posi- a position um, to ask better questions, get better insights and really make, uh, you know, take action on those insights.
0: So do you have machine learning that actually provide better structured questions and answers?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, and again, in in the product, there's a couple of different things. There's um, survey Monkey Genius, which is really the best example of this. Um, as you start to build your survey SurveyMonkey Survey Genius helps you um, in asking the right questions in the right flow and in, uh, to provide you an opportunity to get the best insight and information so that you can make a really great decision.
1: Employment branding is all the rage right now, as you know, as Chief People Officer. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems to me like employment branding and surveys are just a match made in heaven. Um, interested on sort of your perspective on employment branding, um, where that's going, um, how are surveys going to play a, a part in that? Um, just that kind of general uh, question.
2: Um, sure. So I'm, I, I'm a huge fan of employment branding. I really think it's your opportunity to tell the world what um, it's like to be part of SurveyMonkey, to be part of the team, and what their experience will be when they're here. Um, We, this year, in 2018, have worked more earnestly on our employment brand, Um, you know. Like you, you guys said when we started the podcast, I'm a big user, I'm a big fan of SurveyMonkey, I love it. And that's everyone's reaction when you say that you work at SurveyMonkey. Um, and then the point uh, from my perspective of employment branding efforts is to change that conversation from I love that product, I use that product to I've heard it's an amazing place to work. How can I work at SurveyMonkey? Um, so we started our efforts this year uh, more formally in this category. Um, and it all started with a survey, as you might expect. We really wanted to understand from our employees what is it that they value about being part of SurveyMonkey, what they're looking for when they make employment decisions. It's a really competitive um, labor market, as you guys know. So people have lots of options and they have to be able to, um, you know, take in a lot of information to help them make good decisions about where they work even. So ours began with a survey and uh, resulted in uh, what we refer to as our employee value proposition or kind of our statement of belief in what we believe employees get in exchange for bringing their time and talents to SurveyMonkey. And now we're in the process of helping tell the rest of the world what we believe um, you get in exchange for bringing those talents to SurveyMonkey.
0: So staying on the employer brand side of the house and also talking about UX and and going into the the more of the cheap people officer side of the house and understanding that Candidates are customers or they could be customers, right? Absolutely. So what is SurveyMonkey doing to cut down on or really just provide a great user experience and cut down on that black hole? Because we know that a black hole kind of impact could prospectively impact the bottom line of the overall product. What are you guys doing on the user experience side of the house to make sure that those prospective candidates/customers are having a great experience?
2: Yeah, so great question. Um from a product perspective, a SurveyMonkey product perspective, user experience is really everything. Um one of the hallmarks of SurveyMonkey has always been that it's easy to use. Um and, you know, very simple and in, in kind of an elegant solution that's fun to interact with. So that's always been a core principle of SurveyMonkey um, and the products that we build. It, you know, if it's not easy to use, people aren't going to do it. So that will continue to be important for us. And I think that really applies conceptually to your employment experience or your candidate experience as well. We want people to really have delightful experiences interacting with us. We want them to feel respected and valued. Um, You know, We want them to learn a lot um, from their perspective, and we also need the opportunity to learn from them. But most importantly, we want them to leave um, their experience with SurveyMonkey, whether or not they get the job, feeling... um, you know, like they came to a really good understanding of SurveyMonkey, mm-hmm. and that were a great group of people.
1: So, Becky, what I'm hearing is you guys do survey your interviews the people that come in?
2: Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah, we do post-candidate um, ex, uh, experience surveys.
1: Awesome. So I think there are a lot of companies that um, are thinking about doing that or haven't in the, in the past. Um, what what advice would you give to those folks uh, who are looking to do it? And what, what would you uh, tell people who are thinking about doing it, but maybe getting pushback from management to sort of get them uh, to buy into uh, surveying, um, the interviewees.
2: Um, so, first of all, my first advice, of course, is you got to use SurveyMonkey to do this. <laughs> of course. <laughs> um, and we have we have helpful templates to help you ask the right questions. Um, but I'd really, really question why you wouldn't want to understand the experience that you're creating for your candidates. If you don't ask them directly, it doesn't really demonstrate that you one value their opinion. um, And they have a lot of channels to share their opinion about their experiences anyway. So it's better, at least from my perspective, to um, proactively ask them directly in the spirit of improving your process and the experiences that you're creating for them. We've learned a tremendous amount. We've been in a fortunate position of we get great feedback on people feeling really well respected and um, valued for the time that they're spending with us. But we have heard in the past that we had some areas of opportunity in terms of how we organize ourselves and not being repetitive in terms of the questions that we're asking candidates. So it was the uh, the launchpad for us to create internal interview training. Um to teach managers and all panelists involved in recruiting um, how to organize, prepare, um, and engage with candidates while they're on site in a way that puts uh, allows us to gather a lot of useful information to make a hiring decision, without everybody asking mm-hmm. these candidates the same five questions
1: so on, on site. That's interesting. So, logistically, how do you survey those that you interview? Because I, I would I would think that there would be a follow up email you know, thanks for coming in, we'd love to know your your you know, your experience or feedback. But you're saying you actually while they're in the in the building you're getting feedback.
2: Well, most of our um, our survey efforts are the post candidate surveys. Um, so it's actually after they've already left the building. Um, but we are starting um, to pilot a few programs where we have iPads in the interview rooms, and if they have any downtime between um, between their interview conversations, we're uh, either giving them some fun quizzes, an opportunity to check out the product, or to give us some feedback.
0: Very nice. Very nice. Well, let's let's go ahead and jump into. Engage. So tell sure. us tell us about Engage.
2: Yeah. So um, SurveyMonkey Engage, like I said, is kind of an end-to-end um, solution around employee engagement. And it, it has underlying methodology that we've um, developed and really looks into five core factors of engagement. It focuses on job satisfaction, personal engagement, uh, purpose alignment, team dynamics, and visible future, all elements that we believe. Um, to be really important to building uh, great engagement and, you know, in the end, productive, happy, focused employees. Um, so, you know, like m- many engagement mm-hmm. products, it's um, something that the HR team can deploy um, and it does two full. Uh, surveys every year on those five core factors and then we do a monthly um, pulse survey every month to add um, kind of richness and texture and context on one of those five okay. core factors. Uh, yeah. So it, it, it has been uh, so useful and so insightful for us on really a number of dimensions. And Morton most importantly, has positioned us to um, take action on the feedback that we're hearing from employees.
0: Nice. So what's the completion rate for you guys?
2: Yeah. So we... Uh, we you know, being a survey company, uh-huh. um, we we tend to get in completion rates in like the eighty five plus percent. Our employees have been, uh, you know, well trained since we ask for feedback <laughs> so frequently, um, and they've had a great experience because we ask for feedback. We're transparent about the results, mm-hmm. whether they're whether they're positive or present an area of opportunity for us, um, and then we tell them how we're taking action on what they've shared with us.
0: Gotcha. So what about other companies who are using Engage? How many other companies do you have? You don't have to the name of them, but how many other companies are using Engage today and what have their experiences been? Have they seen higher engagement? Probably not 85%, but what does that look like?
2: Yeah, so I I don't actually have, I'm happy to follow up with you um, in terms of the number of users. I don't I I don't have that offhand. Um, but I can I can certainly um, you know, reflect on a number of different uh, customers that we've engaged with directly, both when we were building the product and as we've helped the product team iterate. We've had kind of a core, um, a core team of power users who have really helped us um, influence and evolve the product has been kind of one of the coolest things that I've gotten to work here, work on mm-hmm. here at SurveyMonkey um, is being able to influence this product because we're all familiar with some of the um, engagement products out there, the kind of annual once a year right. survey that doesn't help people leaders make great decisions. It doesn't help us understand what's um, important to our employees. And, you know, we feel, we really feel like uh, SurveyMonkey engaged as that. It's, it's in its early stages, but it's um, starting to get traction.
1: I want to bring anonymous employee reviews into the conversation. Sure. Obviously, Glassdoor, indeed, there's about 15 or 20 sites that that companies have to worry about uh, reviews being put on online. Mm -hmm. It seems to me that companies that are engaging in sort of regular uh, aggressive internal surveys um, are maybe having less of a problem because the feedback loop is internal um, maybe some companies are using surveys to take uh, you know, positive, uh, positive surveys and funneling them into uh, Glassdoor and Indeed to leave positive reviews. What are, what's sort of your general opinion on, on that? And do you have any sort of examples of how companies or you guys are using surveys to improve your your glass door, indeed, et cetera uh, rankings.
2: Um, sure. So, of course, I'm a h- huge fan of using surveys to better understand what's going on with your employee population. Um, and I think it's a valuable resource to candidates um, when they're exploring career opportunities out there. They it's their opportunity to get a bird's eye view of what it's like and to hear from other people's who other people who have or are currently working at companies. So I get all of that. At the same time, I understand that it can be really challenging because it's um, typically, you're more inclined for disgruntled employees or maybe people who haven't had great experiences to post than you are to, um, you know, have happy, engaged employees spending their time writing reviews when they're mm-hmm. so busy at work. So, I mean, the, the philosophy that we've taken or the approach that we've taken is we really focus on our employees and trying to have uh, create really great experiences that are built on the things that they value most, um, and we believe if we do that, and if we uh, you know treat people well and are kind um, and have a great impact not only on their lives but the communities that we work in, um, that great reviews will follow. So we don't we don't chase people down to write great reviews. We don't you know do campaigns internally. The people who share their the their perspective on. Um, Glassdoor and other things are genuinely having really great experiences. And we think that that speaks more loudly than um, any kind of campaign would to get people to create great reviews for us.
0: So next, I'd like to talk about providing advice to talent acquisition, HR out there, and being able to actually utilize this Type of product to get their their employees engaged is it one question surveys because i've seen a, a ton of surveys it's like page after page and it's yeah. it's horrible so do you send more surveys but just less questions do you send kind of like almost like brain teasers i mean what do you do to make it fun and to be able to get mm-hmm. such high engagement i mean for survey Monkey, obviously your, your your organization is bought in. Your employees are bought in. That's what they do day by day by day. So 85%, that's hard to expect for most companies, but how do they get their completion rate up?
2: Yeah, so a couple of things. I think one, it's about writing great surveys. And you're right. Surveys need to be kind of snack size and digestible number one, and SurveyMonkey has lots of great um, research and um, content mm-hmm. to help our users write better surveys, which includes how many questions should you ask. So generally, not more than 20, kind of, as a rule. Um, so that's one thing. The second thing I would say is, if you ask Um, be prepared to take action. Don't ask for the sake of asking and then never do anything with the data that you receive. I think what has been um, the most impactful in terms of us driving that engagement with our surveys is that Again, employees, we are trans- with our employees, we are transparent about the results mm-hmm. of our surveys, where we're going to take action. And even when we're not going to take action based on some of that feedback, we just acknowledge that very simply. So they know this to be a channel through which they can have their voices heard um, and that we take action on. Like, let me give you uh-huh. an example. Um, so every year, as we go into open enrollment, we do a SurveyMonkey. Survey to make sure you know it's a it's a huge investment in uh, you know benefit medical dental and vision <laughs> benefits and perks that we do every year so we always want to make sure we're using our money wisely so at the end of the year, as we prepare, we did a survey and the survey results um, came back and said, we just had really high satisfaction rating. You know, people were very satisfied with our offerings in this category and really had little insight or value um, to add in terms of adjusting our offerings at all. Um, But then we started to read through the open-ended questions for our survey. Um, And like, you know, what other input do you have for us? And there was one question in there that... asked, identified three of our janitorial services Mm -hmm. workers by name. Um, And it said like, hey, we have great benefits, but what's going on with our um, third party vendors and like our janitorial services team, the Mm -hmm. people that work in our kitchen, do they have a great level of benefit? So it kind of set us down this road of curiosity where we were exploring this. And of course, you know, we came to learn that they definitely weren't on par with what we were doing. So that year, our focus was not changing benefits for our own employees. Our focus was on creating a set of standards that our vendors needed to meet um, to be able for us to be willing to partner with them uh, when they had employees on site. And we were able to invest not only our own money, but help them offer their employees better services. So sometimes it's interesting, the insight and the data that you get. Sometimes it's directly about what your employees want. Sometimes it's also about who your employees want you to be as an employer and the impact that they want you to have um, on all of the constituents, your customers, your vendors, etc. So it's important that you, you really look for actionable insights and you really dig through the data to understand what's going on and what your employees really want you to do.
0: So it sounds like you might have actually identified, just at least for me, one of the reasons why companies don't like to do surveys is because after they're done with it, they know they have to do something. And if they don't, there's going to be a high level of resentment, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, yeah, you have to be courageous enough to, if you ask a range of questions, you could get a range of of answers and you may, something may be reflected back to you that's not really becoming of your organization or not in line with what you value or the experiences you're trying to create. But it's better to know and be able to take, you know, meaningful action on it than to not know at all or to pretend like it doesn't exist.
0: Yeah, I would say courageous is probably a little far. They're not going into a burning building after a baby, but yeah, if they could just, you know... Kind of, you know, if they could stiffen their spine, get out of the fetal position in the corner and actually care about what their employees uh, think and feel and then focus on taking action on that. Yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I I get that. That's awesome.
1: Becky, listeners of the show will know that millennials are a, <laughs> co- a continual <laughs> source of grief for me. Um Entitled little brats, um, and I say that because I know if you started in '99 at Yahoo, that you're not in that group. So, my question is: How are millennials affecting surveys, uh, in particular? The mobility of surveys.
2: Yeah. So in, in, in my experience, and, you know, of course, we have a lot of employees that are uh, millennials, of course, I think they're affecting surveys in a couple of ways. Um, one is they really love to share their input. So I think they're, they're um, helping drive our, um, our completion rates because they, you know, have strong opinions and they really, really want to share them. So I think that's one way. Um, and they want to be able to take them and do them wherever they are. Like, you know, they're not necessarily waiting for an email. They take them on their phone. They do them on the fly. um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, they give us bite-sized bits of of feedback all of the time.
1: That was about the answer I expected. Um, (laughs) Lastly, (laughs) they want it how they want it, when they want it. Okay.
0: Like Joel's any different, right?
1: Yeah, I'm totally different. I'm an old soul. Um, So a lot, typically when we talk to ATSs, CRMs, there's... Integration into you know platforms like applicant tracking uh, platforms is, is very important to their business. Is integration something that you guys do, or is it something you will be doing?
2: Um, SurveyMonkey as a product, absolutely. Integrations is kind of part of their of of our strategy overall. We don't. Uh, believe we need to be the system of record. We want to meet our users where they are. So whether that's integrating with Salesforce um, into Microsoft Teams, uh, you know, we have a number of different integrations that help our users marry their operational data and the data that they're um, collecting through SurveyMonkey surveys.
1: Any applicant tracking uh, solutions that you integrate with or any talent management solutions, like Workday maybe? Um,
2: so we are working on those integrations as part of uh, SurveyMonkey Engage.
1: Great, great. Well, Becky, I think that's all that we have for you. Uh, greatly appreciate your time. We know you're a busy person. Uh, for your, for listeners who, who want to find out more, um, where should they go?
2: Please visit SurveyMonkey.com.
1: Easy Beautiful. enough.
2: Yeah. Thank you guys so much. It's been fun.
1: We out, dude.
2: We out. Hi, this is Stella Cheeseman. Thanks for listening to the Cheese
0: and Chad podcast, or at least that's what I call it. Anyway, make sure you subscribe on iTunes, that silly Android phone thingy, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And be sure to give Bucket some money to our sponsors. Otherwise, I may be forced to take that coal mining job. I saw on monster.com. We out. Okay, 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 okay. Before we go, remember when I asked you about the whole reflex and
1: check your text messages thing? Yeah, you know all about reflexes. Uh, And then I (laughs) brilliantly tied it to text messages 97% open rate. Then I elegantly, elegantly (laughs) tied it to a better experience for your candidates. (laughs) Don't laugh, Chad. I can be elegant. Can't I? Whatever, man.
0: I know it's redundant. You already heard about Text to Hire, but you're still not using Text to Hire from Next. What? I, I know, man. Come on, man. Since advertising takes repetition to soak in, I just thought I'd remind you again, this was all by Elegant Design. It's all about Text to Hire, and it's all about
1: Next. And elegant design. So go to chadcheese.com, click on the next logo, and get 25, yeah, I said 25% off your first text-to-hire campaign. Woo! Engage better, use text-to-hire from next. Two X's.
0: Booyah! Thanks to our partners at TA Tech, the Association for Talent Acquisition Solutions. Remember to visit tatech.org. How much do you understand